Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Leading in Real Time, the podcast for leaders who want to be in the know now. Our commitment to you is to bring real topics in real time. From Sarasota, Florida, he's Ryan Lisk. Hello, loyal listeners. <laughs> Every there time. He goes again. Every That's time. Right. There he goes again. Hello, loyal listeners. What is that about? <laughs> From Green Bay, Wisconsin, he is Steve Van Remortal. Hey, Steve. Hello to our unloyal listeners. <laughs> okay, you're not nearly as funny as Ryan is, so don't even try. And from Phoenix, Arizona, not, I have no idea. From Phoenix, Arizona, I'm Brent Patmos. Today's topic, you just lost your biggest client or customer. What now? I was As we did our, as we did our intros there, I was thinking about the famous philosopher named Drake that said we take our task seriously but not ourselves seriously so with that lead-in you just lost your biggest client what now I've got to imagine everybody listening to this has a biggest client as do I as do you Brent as does Steve and I can tell you from experience last year I in fact lost my biggest client of eight years and I did have to determine now what and it is one of the sickest feelings you ever get in the pit of your stomach when it happens and I will tell you if it hasn't happened to you as entrepreneurs as leaders business owners you haven't been around long enough. It's, well, it's going to happen. And it's fair to say too, Ryan, right, that <laughs> this isn't just about leaders, entrepreneurs, and business owners. This is for the salesperson because Steve and I both have had situations recently where we've had customers. Uh, by the way, we use the term clients and customers interchangeably. We recognize based on industry, it means the same thing. But uh, Steve and I have both had individuals who are sales professionals who have lost their biggest customers. So fair to say we're down that road as well, right, Ryan? That's right. Steve. All right. Great deal. You've lost your biggest customer. Um, what do you do now? I, I would take kind of a bad guy approach here, which um, I don't necessarily like to take. But how do we get ourselves into this position to begin with? What should we have done a long time ago to the, not even allow this to happen? So I'm, I'm one to say, how do we minimize losing our largest client and if we did lose our largest client, it's not as impactful as it would be because we took we prepared for this a long time ago. Is that a well, is that a well, I mean, uh, like come on. A, none of us are out there going, how can I lose my biggest client today? Yeah. That's not our that's not but our intention. But how many of us are out there saying, what do I do about that now to avoid it from happening or avoid it from uh, significantly impacting our organization? Good question. So Steve takes, good question. Steve takes the bad guy approach. So here, let's set this up this way, right? Ryan set the scenario. He set the stage around us talking about Steve, Ryan, and Brent talking about what happens. You just lost, or what, uh, what do you need to do? You just lost your biggest client, your biggest customer. What do you do now? Okay. So Steve, you've taken us down a very good road and let's stick to this for our listeners. Let's give them uh, some proven strategies 
right? We'll list, we'll talk about the problems. We'll talk about the things that have gotten, you know, that we're dealing with, and then let's give them straight up strategies in a clear and concise manner. So Steve, you first took the bad guy role, which says, Hey, you know what? I'm asking a question. How'd you get, uh, to this point in the first place, you should have been prepared. So we'll come back. Ryan, you got a thought here in terms of the scenario or setting the stage? Well, I mean, you mean in terms of what I what would be my strategy for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, let me take the approach of, okay, it's happened. Now what are you going to do? So maybe my view on this is what happens after you have lost the client? And uh, so maybe I, I would rather live in a world where I'm thankful for the clients I do have versus uh, the clients I don't. So uh, I caught myself the other day. I've, I lost this client almost a year ago, and I said, wow, we'd be having our record year if we still had that client on board. Well, at some point, i got to get over that and move on, you know, and be thankful for what I do have. What does that say about the clients you do have? So, um, yeah, that would be the path that I would take there, Brent. All right. And you just lost your biggest client or customer, what now? Uh, my focus is going to be to go to seeking understanding. Uh, in the practical sense, an after-action review, you're going to have to ask yourself some serious questions that uh, really bring you big awareness that leads to uh, big outcomes. So, you know, we, we all understand there's three different scenarios. So now... What are some clear strategies that we can give to our listeners that correspond to those scenarios so that they walk away going, hey, you know what? If I, when I, or I have faced the situation, here's things that I can do. Steve. So first of all, <clears throat> this largest customer, do I have a customer diversification issue? Um, we typically consider a customer that is more than 20 to 25 percent of your annual revenue as a customer diversification issue. So how do you avoid losing your largest customer? You minimize your diversification issue, number one. Number two whoa, is... Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back the bus up here. Back, so the bus back up. that bus up for just a second. When you say minimize your customer diversification issue, or, so what, what are you saying? You're saying broaden out that base of customers you're doing business with so that nobody yeah. controls more than 25% of your total volume? I got a client I'm working with right now. Their largest customer is 41% of their annual revenue. And we are putting strategies in place right now to grow their business so that gets down to a 20-25%. Okay, so That's let's what I mean by that. Let, okay, let me play devil's advocate, right? Since you were the bad guy to start. Devil's advocate says, "All right, but I have the ability to get more business, right? So that's 41%. You started me saying keep 25%. I get that. I also agree with your premise, by the way. But I've built that business. Now they're back up to 41%. Are you telling me not to take 41% of their, you know, of the business from them and I ought to keep it at 25? I mean, do you go and say, well, I'm sorry, I'd love to take more business, but I, I'm unable to do so because I have to operate with my customer diversification strategy. That's not what you're uh, proposing. No. No, you don't limit growth of your largest customer as part of the strategy. What you do is grow every other customer or add new customers around it to, to minimize it. I mean, if you had a good customer, if you add a good customer that's not the same size but still is a good high quality customer, that forty one percent just came down. Um, the second strategy is, 
you constantly have to have your pipeline being filled constantly I mean you have to have projects that are at 80% go 40% go 20% go and that happens by having a marketing machine that is is putting out uh, you know whatever your marketing machine needs to be and in our case uh, you know we're putting out content on a weekly basis um, that creates that pipeline creates that flow and then uh, and then that goes along with business development so your marketing machine is warming up your opportunities and then your business development team or or yourself falls right in behind that so that you are having warmer leads right so that makes it easier so we are constantly focused on our pipeline here and seeing where we're at and if our pipelines looking light then we we put some focus and energy around what we're going to do to fill that pipeline so that if we would lo lose a customer we have other business coming right on board that then minimizes the impact of that loss all right so excellent yeah good job hello. So, I mean, ryan hello <laughs> hello hello we were so we were so engrossed with your uh, inputs that uh, we almost uh, forgot that we had to follow that up. Thanks so. for joining Thank us you. for yes, this podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, we I wrote a speech one time. I wrote a speech one time. I was testing it out on my wife, and as I was reading it, I sort of looked up at her, and I was like, "Well, real riveting, right, honey?" And she said, "Honey, that's better than an ambient." <laughs> wow. All right. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that one. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me tie a couple of those things into my premise. So being thankful in a world of what you got versus in a world of what ifs, right? Complaining about what you don't have. So uh, some of these will tie in directly to what Steve was talking about. Um, but number one, if you lose your biggest client, and if I lost 41% of my business tomorrow, man, I'd be sick. I'll tell you, I'd be grieving. I'd be panicking, among other things. Um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I think, you know, we, we did a podcast on what leaders are worried about. I would be worried about losing my biggest client. I mean, that could be certainly a worry for me. But if it happens, so I took the premise of, all right, it's happened. Now, now what? Um, allow yourself some time to complain, bitch and moan, and maybe even grieve a little. But then get over it and move on and have somebody to talk. You know, I mean, you guys have been poking on me about, okay, that's great. I hear how you could have had a record year last year. However, you didn't. Now what? So move on. Get over it and let's go. Let's be happy with what we do have, which leads me to number two. Hey, can I we reach back out? up, Rich? Ryan? How long is your how long is your was your grieving process? Just as kind of a an experience thing here. What he's really trying to say is, Ryan, how long did you bitch and moan? <laughs> <laughs> well, just as a real life experience here. I mean, I think that's a great learning. I mean, I I have my approach, but I'm I'm asking yours. Um, I was probably really ticked for about three months. Um, wow. wow, because I didn't feel like that should have happened in there. Um, anyway, that's a that's an entirely different yeah. interview. There's another, one day. there's another podcast about emotional <laughs> intelligence and clearing your glass. <laughs> Put me on the couch for that one, boys. But um, yeah, I don't know. Probably three months. And and but here's the thing: I've still hung around. Relationship is still good there. Um, 
so anyway, it was just kind of an interesting circumstance fair, of that one. And fair to say, though, Ryan, right? You weren't paralyzed for three months. I mean, we know you. We know the situation. Listeners are getting a snippet of that. It's not like you were sitting around letting those three months tick by. You you were actively engaged in exactly what you're defining in these steps, and it just remained in the back of your head as a gnaw, a nag, whatever you want to call it. Fair. Well, yeah, and I mean, so that drives me to step number two. Okay, so if I was going to give a second piece of advice in this, now I've got a bunch of time. I've just lost my biggest client. I, I deliberately told myself, do something productive with the time that you would have invested with this client. So that ties in. So Steve was talking about marketing machine. I deliberately took an hour that I would have had with this particular person on a weekly call. Now that's marketing time. That's I'm reaching out to past clients. I'm doing those kind of those kind of things, um, which leads me to number three. Speaking of reaching out, I started talking to my current clients. Hey, I just lost a I lost a client here and wanted to make sure I wasn't going to make the same mistake with you. So what I did, I I went out and I talked to everybody about what their needs were. Are we doing something we shouldn't be doing? Are we not doing something you would like to have? So asking those kind of questions. Um, I get a little bit long-winded here, but in summary, give yourself some time to grieve and get over it. Do something productive with the time that you would have invested with them, and then reaching out to current clients so you don't make that same mistake twice. Brent. Great. I think good practical advice. And, you know, I, I would connect it this way from my side because I talked about, you know, you've got to get out and do uh, a whole lot of understanding. You've got to seek a whole lot of understanding. So in the form of an after action review or, uh, you know, follow up, however you want to define that, you just lost your biggest customer, your biggest client. Now what? You better get a whole lot of inputs for yourself. So number one, you better do some immediate self-reflection about what was right, what was wrong, what you know, what you thought you knew that you didn't know, you've just got to really put yourself in a bit of a, a, a bit of a, a microscope to be able to look at the situation fairly and appropriately. And Ryan, I like how you talk about, you know, living in a world of what you have versus what you could have or what you did have, because if you don't really reflect with a whole degree of critical self-critique, of what you did right and what you did wrong, you're going to be living in a world of delusion. And the answer is always going to come back, oh, it was the customer's problem. Yep. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Okay. Second thing, call it the hardest conversation you ever have or the hardest conversation you chose not to have. And if you take the second route, the hardest conversation you choose not to have, you're not going to get the reflection you need from others' view or an other view or perspective, specifically your customer. The hardest conversation you ever have is the conversation to pick up the phone and talk to the customer or the client that you just lost and ask one very simple question, why? Or to use the words, help me understand why we aren't doing business. Now, you got to mind the gap. Mind the gap between what you reflected on in point number one, self-reflection, 
and what you're learning from this customer in the hardest conversation you'll ever have, which is asking them, hey, help me understand why uh, you're not doing business with me, us, our company anymore. And minding that gap means you're really understanding the distance of that made it greater or that going forward you're going to use to make that gap non-existent. And third thing, that talks about exactly what I was saying in terms of mind the gap. What's my approach now going forward? What's my strategy, knowing all factors, good and bad, as to why I lost that customer so that my action forward strategies all reflect an, a uh, perspective of objective realism based on what I thought about, what I learned, what I thought I know, and now what I actually know. So, you know, those those are the things that I would offer. Hey, Brent, a question about your uh, your approach there. How many of those conversations, I mean, shouldn't you know why before you even need to ask that question? Of course. I mean, intellectually, if we take yeah. that, I'm going to say, well, of course, Steve, absolutely you should know why. Because if you're aware of the customer, tie it back to what you said, playing the bad guy. How do we ever get into this position? So intellectually, the answer is yes. But here's the deal. Intentionally, so many times... We find salespeople or we find individuals, they are so focused on doing. They do, they do, they do, they do. I call on the account. I'm doing this for the account. I'm handling this for my customer. And what are they forgetting? We see this with business owners in the work we do in, uh, in uh, privately held family-owned business. They're so busy doing that they haven't thought about their business in a long time. Well, you and I both know there are plenty of salespeople who have not thought about the strategy that they're using with their customers in terms of pipeline, which you highlighted, or in terms of customer diversification, which absolutely requires thought apart from doing, that they ended up losing the, the customer or the client because they weren't thinking about it. They were so busy doing, they missed some key component of strategy. So yeah, I think that I think that happens a bunch. I mean, I think we have a good client. We are doing work for them and we almost see ourselves as one of them or one of the team. And you don't you know, you sort of lose sight of the that strategic piece that Brent's talking about. Meanwhile, guess what your competitors are doing? They're coming up with strategies to get you out of there and get them in there. Yeah, not, you know, about a week ago, somebody said to me, hey, nobody's going to outwork me as a sales professional. And I get the intent of that, right? And I love and admire the tenacity of that. But then I asked them a question back. Okay, great. I'll give you that. I said, what your bigger challenge may be is who's going to outthink you with your client. Because if somebody, if you're going to outwork everybody, I get it. But if you have a strategy or you have some of the things even that the three of us have highlighted in what you do and you don't outthink your competitor, you don't really get down to brass tacks and nails in terms of thinking through what needs to happen. Uh, it's entirely possible that you might outwork, but if they outthink you, you might still lose your biggest customer, your biggest client. And just because you are outworking, that's not necessarily what your customer sees or perceives. Don't Amen. forget that. Amen. So. And how many times did we have the greatest story never told? Greatest story okay. never told. So there's my final point for today's uh, podcast. You just lost your biggest client. Now what? I might even translate that question. You just lost a customer. Now what? Because as uh, Ryan, Steve, and uh, 
and me, Brent, have been talking about this topic. Uh, you just lost your biggest uh, customer. Now what? Well, you've got to really consider this perspectives or the perspectives that we've shared to be able to recognize, hey, this is the reality. It's not delusion. I move on from here. Ryan. Yeah, that's a great. My my final point on this would be I don't want to lose any customer. So while our our podcast was born out of losing our biggest customer, I, I like your thinking of I just lost a customer. Now what? There's no reason you couldn't go back and ask those same questions to a uh, any customer that you value, for that matter. And in, in so doing, my my summary would be learn from the past, but don't live in it, Steve. Nice ending, nice ending, Ryan. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I think about you know where our customer base is at, and I I you know I have a sense that we're in touch with our customers. The question is, is are you? Um, when you finish a big project, do you do a post evaluation with the customer? Are you doing customer surveys? I'm not a big fan of customer surveys because they get a lot of them and they don't fill them out, but asking a couple questions over lunch with your customer or just hey how do we do this year doing a business review I mean, that's an area of growth for us that we gotta get a lot better at is is after we complete a strategy and talent planning process uh, really diving in with the customer and say how could we done better so I own that for our organization um, because those are the types of things that are gonna eliminate you losing that largest customer because my mindset is really on the proactive side of it um, so that's my parting shot today all right, so here's the way that uh, listeners, uh, the people that engage with us on this podcast, can contribute. Um, you just lost your biggest customer, your biggest client. What now? There's a question. If you've got a suggestion, a tip that our community of listeners can use, drop it onto Twitter and put a hashtag leading in real time right behind it. And that allows us to pick it up, and uh, in future podcasts, whatever we get, we'll share some of those uh, tips, those tidbits that our community of listeners bring to us. And again, we're all on Twitter, so he's Steve Van Remortal, he's Ryan Lisk, I'm Brent Patmos. You can find us all on Twitter. All you got to do is run that little search. And when you find us, put us all in using the at symbol, and then put the hashtag, leading in real time. And tell us, you just lost your biggest customer, your biggest client, now what? And we'll share some of those tips in future editions. So we want to thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Uh, great discussion, guys. And I'm sure uh, as it was born out of a question asked by a listener, uh, we're bringing practical solutions to our listeners. These are the leaders that want to be in the know now because their priority is leading in real time. Take care.